everybody be cool. You be cool. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Is this a dream? Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. I thought not. If it were, they'd be wrong. Come with me if you want to live. I'm Catherine, and in this short episode of the BBFC podcast, I'm joined in the viewing theatre by film examiner Caitlin to discuss how we classify discrimination. Hi, Caitlin. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. So what do we mean by the term discrimination and why do we even include it in the guidelines? Uh, Well, simply speaking, as it's defined in the guidelines, discrimination is any potentially offensive content relating to race, gender, religion, disability, sexuality. Um, The reason it appears in the guidelines, well, it's always been an issue that we would take into consideration along with all the other issues when we're examining a work and um, thinking about which age rating is most suitable for it. But discrimination in particular is an interesting one because it's become extremely prominent in the guidelines and it has its own heading under each of the age categories. And this came from research with the public, actually. Um, When we were doing the research for the 2009 guidelines, the general public had flagged it as an issue that they were concerned about and that they wanted us to give very clear prominence to and very clear consideration to. So since the 2009 guidelines, it's it's been there and it's it's very emphatic. the way we're going to regard this issue and, and deal with it at different age categories. It's, it's something that's clearly very important to people. So how do we deal with issues of discrimination at the very lowest U category? The issue of um, discrimination at U has to be quite delicately presented. Um, for example, there's a 1947 film called Gentleman's Agreement, which actually won the Best Picture Oscar, among some others, in 1947, um, starring Gregory Peck as an undercover journalist who wants to expose everyday anti-Semitism in New York. So he poses as a Jewish man and experiences various forms of prejudice firsthand. Um, And so this was classified um, by the board, first received an A certificate in 1948, but does have a modern U classification from 1990 as well. And that's a really good example of how quite difficult issues can be handled in a way which is appropriate for a U-level audience. Um, so, for example, in this, there's there's a scene in a restaurant where um, a Jewish friend of the Gregory Peck character receives some verbal abuse from another diner in the restaurant. Um, but it's very, very quickly... Um, nipped in the bud by other people so the head waiter comes over and apologizes the man who is being abusive his own friends come over and drag him away everybody's very very clearly disapproving of what's happened everybody apologizes to the jewish character for what's happened it's made extremely clear that this language and this behavior is absolutely unacceptable and that's the kind of treatment we'd be looking for if we want to place something at you it's got to be very very clear that this is wrong Absolutely. I mean, I dug out the original, well, not the original examiner report, but the video report from 1989 for Gentleman's Agreement. And even back then, one of the reporters said, there are no censorship issues at all here, other than the theme of anti-Semitism itself. However, since the entire prejudice is dealt with on the level of ideas and beliefs, rather than on violence or propaganda, I consider it would be totally suitable for younger viewers, should they wish to see it. And that's the same kind of attitude we take towards the film today. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And something else the examiners at, at that time considered was that I have um, another quote from another examiner's report for it saying that um, the continually reiterated debriefing of prejudice makes this film a valuable and educative piece for all the family, including the very young. And I think we still carry that idea with us as well, that if something has a clear educational value for younger viewers, then that might um, influence our decision to make a film available to the youngest possible audience for it. So moving up the categories, what kind of issues of discrimination would tip a film into the PG level rather than a U? Well, at PG, things get slightly more complicated, slightly more nuanced. Um, In the guidelines under discrimination, we say that at PG, discriminatory language or behaviour is unlikely to be acceptable unless clearly disapproved of, which is what we would say at U as well. Um, But at PG, we also make an allowance for an educational historical context, or in a particularly dated work that has no likely appeal to children anyway. So if it's a work which children are extremely unlikely to see, we might be slightly more lenient about what could pass at PG. Um, We'd also be particularly concerned at PG about discrimination by a character with whom children can readily identify. Uh, In the guidelines it says that's unlikely to be acceptable at PG. So we're really considering the child members of the audience and how they will respond to what they're seeing. For example, um, something which considers discrimination quite frequently that we have passed at PG is uh, episodes of the TV series Little House on the Prairie, the late 70s, early 80s. I'm sure I don't need to describe it too much for most of our listeners. Um, That had a very clear moral outcome to each episode. So it was made in the 1970s, but set in the 1870s largely. Um, about a a family and they would encounter various issues of the week with the local townspeople and quite often they would focus on issues of racial discrimination. Um, In each case there's a clear moral outcome uh, and a very reassuring one as well. The good characters, if you like, don't espouse racist views but bad characters occasionally do they're very clearly told that their views are unacceptable. People who have suffered abuse are comforted and looked after by the good characters. So there's still this very clear um, moral outcome and um, a clear message to younger viewers of what isn't isn't acceptable. So do older works that deal with issues of discrimination, do they tend to normally just come in at the kind of lower U and PG level categories pretty consistently? Um, Not necessarily. Um, Things like Little House on the Prairie are often passed at PG, but there are other um, older TV series. I'm thinking of um, some older British sitcoms like Till Death Do Us Part from the 60s and 70s, and then following that early 70s, there was Love Thy Neighbour. These sitcoms that had a lot of comedy in them based on misunderstandings between... Uh, neighbours of different races and sort of comic central characters who used a lot of discriminatory and racist terms. Um, It's the sort of thing you wouldn't have on primetime family tea time viewing television now. Um, And when these things come in for DVD classification, they tend to get a 12 classification partly because of the strength of some of the language used so some of the um, racist terms used in these shows would now be considered they have the potential to be extremely offensive to modern viewers 
Um, So that's one concern. And another concern is that maybe children younger than 12 would not necessarily see these things and realise how old they are. A 12-year-old can look at something and and tell that it's not a contemporary programme, whereas a younger child, it might not be that obvious to them that this is outdated and no longer the way people speak or behave. And in terms of going beyond that... um do we see a very marked difference between what's acceptable in terms of discrimination at PG then moving up to 12, 12A, or is it quite subtle like it was between you and PG? I think the difference between PG and 12, 12A is more marked, actually. I think by by the time viewers have reached the age of 12 and above, um, they're able to cope with more complicated presentations of discrimination. And I think a, a good, fairly recent one for this would be uh, from the first season of the tv series glee actually um successful show about a a high school choir um which has dealt with lots of issues of discrimination but particularly interesting one and one which really shows the difference between this and what we're saying about pg is uh in the first season there are two popular prominent characters finn and kurt who uh end up becoming stepbrothers and sharing a bedroom together because the father of one of them and the mother of the other one get together so they all move in together um so finn is a you know popular attractive character with appeal to the likely audience so it's interesting that in an episode called theatricality he has an argument with kurt over sharing the bedroom um and calls um one of the things Kurt's brought into the room, faggy, and they have uh, an argument about the use of this word. In fact, more it's Kurt's father comes in um, and defends his son, criticises Finn for using this word, criticises him for the discriminatory attitudes that underlie it. Um, It's a very powerful scene, and people who've seen the the whole series will know it's an important moment in the relationship between father and son as well because Kurt's father is defending him and accepting his sexuality in a way that perhaps he hadn't earlier on so it's a big emotional turning point in the show but also very interesting that this popular character Finn is the one who uses the discriminatory language and whose attitudes are called into question and he's made to reconsider the words he's using and the impact that they are having on people and that's something that I don't think you would see so much at PG it's a much more sophisticated treatment, but one that we think viewers age 12 and above are able to understand and um, to process. Thanks, Caitlin. That was a really interesting look at how we deal with discrimination at the lower categories. And we'll be back in a future episode to talk about the higher categories and what we might find at that level in terms of discrimination. And remember, if you have any ideas for future podcasts that you'd like to hear about, any particular films or issues, do email us on podcast at bbfc.co.uk or use the podcast feedback form on our webpage.